Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Tonight, millions of Americans are without power and heat during a deadly deep freeze. The danger as more winter weather moves in. The electric grid in Texas fails as the Lone Star State experiences record lows. It was negative two degrees last night. We were really scared. The winter disaster across the south. In Arkansas, a water main break after the lowest temperatures in a century as yet another storm bears down on the south. A tornado tears through North Carolina without warning. News on the search tonight for survivors. Vaccinations ramp up. New mega sites open as Moderna speeds up production, promising to deliver 300 million doses by the end of July. But could bad weather delay vaccine shipments? Children and coronavirus, the new warning from doctors about a severe COVID-linked syndrome. Why cases are growing tonight. New video of the assault on the Capitol, showing the fight between police and the mob. Plus, former President Trump blasts Mitch McConnell, exacting revenge on the Senate leader and other Republican senators who stand by McConnell. Our interview with Bill Gates, the philanthropist on the looming climate disaster, and why research he funds shows we may need a third COVID dose to protect against new variants. And a restaurateur, small gesture, making a big impact for those working and living in the shadows of the pandemic. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight with breaking news on that dangerous deep freeze now gripping half the country. The record-breaking Arctic temperatures, snow and ice have killed at least a dozen people nationwide and left more than three million more without power, mostly in places that just aren't used to dealing with the bitter cold. In parts of Texas and Oklahoma, temperatures haven't been this low in 100 years, causing pipes to freeze and then explode and taxing an electrical grid not designed to heat tens of millions of homes. The winter weather 
weather has also forced vaccination centers to close and is now delaying new doses from being shipped out across the country. Well, as we come on the air, things are only getting worse. Tonight, actually, 27 states are under new winter storm warnings, bracing for a second round of dangerous cold, snow and ice that will soon move across hard-hit Texas and into the Northeast. So we have a lot of news tonight for you and your family. CBS's Lonnie Quinn is standing by with the forecast, and our team of correspondents is covering the other major headlines. CBS's Omar Villafranca is going to lead off our coverage from just north of Dallas. Good evening, Omar. Good evening, Nora. The temperature here is very, actually very, very frozen. You can see this is what people are dealing with now in Texas after losing power and freezing temperatures for days. Frozen water pipes bursting all across the state. Tonight, the South is frozen solid. States struggling to recover from punishing sub-zero temperatures with more wicked weather on the way. The extreme conditions blamed for at least 15 deaths. Medical examiners in Galveston requesting a refrigerated truck after reports of several cold weather related deaths. Texas's governor calling the storm the winter version of Hurricane Harvey. Over 3 million Texans are still without power because the state's grid can't keep up with the demand and millions more are subject to rolling blackouts, some as long as 30 hours. Residents using blow dryers and heaters to thaw their frozen pipes. No water. The situation is so bad, Tara Davis is leaving the state after she, her husband, and her eight-month-old baby had to huddle around the fireplace to stay warm. They went without power for 30 hours. It was negative two degrees last night. We had our daughter wrapped up in as many pieces of clothing as we possibly could, but we were really scared. 42, 44, 46, In Houston, more than 50 cars lined up Gosh, in search of a warm meal outside of Burger King. Dylan Fluster took his 15-month-old and a 3-year-old to a warming station in Plano. When we woke up this morning and it was still no power, it was like, us oh, can't keep doing this. Texas is the only state in the continental U.S. that has its own power grid. It's not regulated by the federal government, and tonight, people are angry that it's failed. I understand people are very angry that this has happened. And I'd say, let us get the power back on. Omar Villafranca, CBS News, Plano, Texas. I'm Jesse Mitchell in Brunswick County, North Carolina, where a deadly tornado touched down in darkness. Tornado is confirmed on the ground. Killing three people and injuring at least 10. The powerful twister tore through this coastal community. We got numerous people confirming we got people trapped in structures. Ripping homes from their foundations, snapping trees, and pulling down power lines. Ellen Aconcia and Bill Callahan rode out the storm in their laundry room before discovering their neighbor trapped under rubble. He later died. All he was able to say was basically that he hurt everywhere and was in so much pain. North Carolina was one of 15 states battered by the same storm system. Tornadoes also hit Georgia and Florida. Have you all had time to even process how fortunate you are? Absolutely. Because, I mean, 150 feet away, we could have been completely obliterated as well. The National Weather Service just announced that tornado registered as a high-end EF3 with winds up to 160 miles per hour. The couple we spoke with said they received the emergency alert on their phones after it had already hit their house. Nora. Oh, my goodness. Jesse Mitchell with those powerful interviews. Thank you. 
Tonight, parts of the South still reeling from the last storm are bracing for the next one. Let's get the forecast now from CBS's Lonnie Quinn. Good evening, Lonnie. Uh, good evening, Nora. Here we go again, the exact same area with another snowstorm. If you take a look at the radar picture, you're going to find snow is falling right now in here from Oklahoma City to Dallas. But we want to talk about where that storm's going to go. And it's going to go over the same footprint that it did just the, the other day. You look at Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas picked up about six inches of snow. Well, tomorrow, we're looking at ice. It could potentially be an ice storm, and we know how hazardous and dangerous that can be. Then that storm is going to be pushing to the northeast. All right, we are looking at some of the major northeast cities picking up quite a bit of snow. New York City, you're looking at snow. Philadelphia, it's that wintry mix, some snow, some sleet, some rain combined. And for Washington, D.C., you will see some winter weather, but it really looks like this becomes mostly rain for you. So how much snow are we talking about? Well, you take a look at Dallas. I mean, Dallas and Arkansas and Oklahoma, they could be picking up uh, six inches of snow. And then for the major new northeast cities, we're looking at six inches of snow, if not a lot more than that. We've got to watch the models. They are trending with bigger numbers as of late. But the last day of the cold air, we want to talk about this, will be Friday. Friday morning, Dallas will feel like three degrees. Temperatures will warm over the weekend. And by Monday, Dallas, you will feel like 61, which is about normal for you. That's the latest. Now let's go back to you. All right, Lonnie Quinn with that tough forecast night. Thank you. Well, tonight, the CDC tells CBS News those deadly winter storms will cause widespread delays of COVID vaccine shipments over the coming days, just hours after the Biden administration promised to ramp up the number of doses it's giving to states. So far, nearly 40 million Americans have received at least one dose, and more than 15 million are fully vaccinated. We get more now from CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti. The vaccine rollout remains bumpy, supplies still tight, but help, and lots of it, could be on the way. We're increasing the vaccine supply to 13.5 million doses per week uh, that will go out to states. This is a 57 percent increase. Today, the Biden administration also announcing it will double to 2 million the number of weekly vaccine doses sent to local pharmacies. Last month, Los Angeles was the epicenter of the COVID crisis. Hospitals overwhelmed with zero available ICU beds. Today, FEMA opening up its first mega vaccination site. There is the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel. The good news, parts of the state are already beginning to open back up. Amid the signs of recovery. What is encouraging to you and what is discouraging to you? I'm discouraged by the variants being more readily spread and potentially overcoming our natural immunity and perhaps some vaccine-induced immunity. On the other hand, cases are plummeting. By week's end, it could be back to the classroom in Los Angeles for the nation's second largest school district, at least K-6 through schools. The American Academy of Pediatrics says more than 3 million children have now tested positive for the virus. While COVID's impact on kids is typically not severe, doctors are seeing a small but disturbing growth in cases of multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children, or MISC. It first emerged last spring, and the CDC reports a total of just 2,000 cases and 30 deaths. But at Children's National Hospital in Washington, half the patients there were taken to ICUs. It's now up to 90 percent. We're calling it a tsunami wave. It's it's a bigger wave of MSC than we saw in the first wave. Part 80 percent of them have no underlying medical condition, so healthy kids. Five-year-old Janiah Johnson recovered from MISC after her condition suddenly deteriorated. Her liver and her kidneys are not functioning to the levels that they should be. Soon as she got to the hospital, they like grabbed her, 
They started hooking her up to different IVs and different machines. And the doctor told us, like, if you guys would have possibly waited another day, we can't promise that we would have been able to save her. And just last week, Dr. Fauci said anyone who wants a vaccine should be able to get one by April. He's now pushing that back to late May. Los Angeles has struggled with their supply, which is why this FEMA-run location is a welcome sight tonight. 6,000 people can get their vaccines here every single day, Nora. That's some good news, Jonathan Vigliotti. Thank you. Tonight, President Biden takes his pitch for COVID relief on the road. It's his first official trip since taking office. He left the White House for Milwaukee, where he will press Congress to pass his $1.9 trillion COVID relief package via the American people. The House may vote on it as soon as next week. And there's also some breaking news tonight from Capitol Hill on the growing rift inside the Republican Party. Tonight, former President Trump is lashing out at Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. At the same time, Mr. Trump is facing a lawsuit over his role in the January 6th attack on the Capitol. And for the first time, we're seeing more disturbing footage from that day. Here's CBS's Nicole Killian. This was the enduring image of the January 6th siege. Tonight, previously unaired video shows that tense standoff in the House chamber. Law enforcement with guns drawn. House members cower in the gallery above. Once the mob retreated, the officers slowly stand down and high five. It's one of the more than 800 pieces of video and audio submitted by the House impeachment managers, but not all of it was shown during the trial, like the security footage of a group in tactical gear slinking through the crowd. Not guilty as charged. Following former President Trump's acquittal, the NAACP and House Homeland Security Chairman Benny Thompson filed a federal lawsuit against him, Rudy Giuliani, the Proud Boys, and Oath Keepers, accusing them of violating an 1871 law originally intended to stop the Ku Klux Klan from disrupting government business. A spokesman for Mr. Trump denied the allegation. If there was any other citizens, uh, they would be brought up on criminal charges. President Trump is still liable for everything he did while he was in office. Minority leader Mitch McConnell defended his vote to acquit, but some rank-and-file Republicans say he doesn't speak for them. I would have liked to see Leader McConnell kind of zip his lip. Tonight, in a statement, former President Trump fired back at McConnell. Mitch is a dour, sullen, and unsmiling political hack. And if Republican senators are going to stay with him, they will not win again. More Republican senators could face censure for their votes to convict, including Pennsylvania's Pat Toomey and Maine's Susan Collins. We've also learned the first hearing on the Capitol breach will be held by a joint Senate panel next week. Nora? Nicole Killian, thank you. The overwhelming majority of scientists in the world agree there is a looming climate crisis. The rising temperature of the globe has been linked to more frequent severe storms. And that's why Bill Gates is now determined to get the world to take revolutionary change to save our warming planet. His new book is called How to Avoid a Climate Disaster. And we spoke with him earlier about just how big the challenge is. Most things we do physically involve emitting greenhouse gases and so the scale of the change, it's bigger than anything humanity is, has done to date. You write in the book, the loss of life and economic misery caused by this pandemic are on par with what will happen regularly if we do not eliminate the world's carbon emissions. You mean 500,000 Americans dead regularly if we don't deal with this climate disaster? That's right. Uh, you know, the death hole would be even worse near the equator. 
uh, and the unrest, you know, would be global in nature. Uh, and sadly, you couldn't just invent a vaccine. So you've got to start work now uh, to avoid those terrible consequences much later. Fossil fuels are cheap. And I know you want to move towards eliminating them. What happens to the 2.8 million Americans that are working in the oil and gas industry? This is a 30-year transition, and there's lots of clean jobs that can be uh, created in those same locations. A total number of jobs will actually go up. There may be some places there's dislocation, and so as we budget, we have to think about those affected communities uh, as well as funding the innovation and deployment. Let's turn now to the pandemic. Do we need to create a new vaccine for these Brazilian and South African variants? The discussion now is, do we need to get a super high coverage of the current vaccines, or do we need a third dose that's just the same, or do we need a modified vaccine? And all five of the companies are looking at making that modification and adding that in. Do you mean that you would get a booster in addition to your first two shots? Yeah, but still circulating. We might need something that takes this new shape of the spike protein and is more tuned to that. So you might need a third shot this year. Bill Gates, such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. And you can watch our full interview with Bill Gates on cbsnews.com slash Gates. Today, a misdemeanor charge against Amy Cooper was dismissed in New York. Cooper drew widespread condemnation last May for calling 911 and falsely claiming she was being threatened by an African-American man in Central Park who was actually birdwatching. Well, it turns out he had only asked her to leash her dog. Cooper recently completed counseling that focused on racial sensitivity. Tonight, Boston police hope it'll be game over for two young men who sneaked into snowy Fenway Park recently. They tossed pretend pitches and took pretend swings. They ran off when they saw a security guard, but they dropped the ball when they posted the video on TikTok. And yep, those digital footprints are going to help police likely track them down. All right, salsa music idol Johnny Pacheco has died, leaving behind an important musical legacy. Pacheco was born in the Dominican Republic into a family of musicians. After moving to New York, he taught himself to play accordion, violin, saxophone, and clarinet. He went on to co-found a music label introducing salsa music to the world. Johnny Pacheco was 85 years old. What a legacy. There's a restaurant owner in Chicago who is getting rave reviews, not for the meals he makes, but the meals that he buys. CBS's Charlie DeMar has his story. The sun isn't up yet on a freezing February Chicago morning, but Robert Maggett is on the move. How many tamales? Searching for his unlikely target, 15 dozen steaming tamales. We're hoping to buy out their stock of tamales so they can go home and get out of the cold for the day. Maggot buys the whole supply. Thank you. And Maria Palacio, who runs the tamale stand, gets to end her day almost before it begins. And her reaction was what? Disbelief. Thought I was crazy. He's not crazy. He cares. Here we go. Enjoy, buddy. Maggot takes those tamales to homeless shelters. And tent camps under train tracks. Thank you, thank you. Which is where Mike Williams lives. It's not often that we get a hot meal. So something so small like a tamale can have a big yes, impact. Yes, means a lot. The idea was spontaneous. I saw a lady that looked like she was stressed to be in Alaska. 
And I asked her, I'm like, if I bought all your tamales, would you go home for the day? The restaurant owner paid out of pocket until he posted the pictures on social media. Then donations poured in. <laughs> Buying the hot tamales does a lot more than get vendors out of the cold. It gives hope to those who need it most. We all need to have a little bit more compassion for each other and things will take care of itself. Building community through a corn husk. Charlie DeMar, CBS News, Chicago. He's right. We all do need to have a little more compassion for one another. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, Unifying America, how people in two small towns divided by politics discovered what unites them as Democrats. We agree with that. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.